Only Alchemy, the podcast where we talk about spirituality that's relatable and not woo-woo. If you are brand new to spirituality or deep in the rabbit hole, this is for you. We talk about what really matters and open up our minds to the universe. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Only Alchemy podcast, where today we're going to be talking about the quantum inner child. So healing your inner child from a quantum perspective and how you can really alchemize your inner child and your inner teenager as well. Um... So obviously inner child work is not new. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's extremely well known in the spiritual and the psychological fields. Um, However, today I'm gonna look at it as more from a perspective of energy healing and how you can heal your inner child and raise your vibration and just a little bit of background and information about exactly why it is so important also from a quantum perspective. So looking at it from the most well-known perspective of inner child work. So basically the theory goes that uh, we all have an inner child within us. Well, Technically, we have multiple inner children within us that are sort of characterized as one inner child. And this can go all the way up into your teenage years. However, I like to argue that it essentially never stops, right? So I feel as though there are parts of us from even a couple of years ago that are within us that we still need to work through in terms of parts that we haven't integrated or you know traumas that are unresolved so on and so forth however coming it from a quantum perspective i've spoken about this so many times on my tiktok so Forgive me if this is not new information for you guys, but coming from the quantum perspective that there are multiple versions of us in the quantum field, right? There's infinite potentials. However, there are sides or versions of ourselves that we have experienced, right? So there are parts of us within us from different timelines in the past and there are versions of us on multiple timelines in the future right and as you know i'm sure you know already if you're listening to this you can choose whatever timeline you decide to go on in the future right so taking that into account Let's talk about the shadow side of your inner child. So the unhealed parts of ourselves must be integrated or healed for us to stop manifesting from those shadow aspects, right? So we 
manifest from our subconscious. This is something that is foundational when you are starting to learn about manifestation, right? Um, Again, I'm sure you've heard about this before, but speaking about your subconscious beliefs manifesting into your external reality, right? Shadow work is the only thing that shadow work really is, if you break it down, is making the unconscious conscious. So when it comes to inner child work, it's really about making what your inner child is experiencing conscious to your adult self. So this is another really important um, part of inner child work to completely understand. And that is, even if you have the most loving parents in the entire world, right? They did everything right. Objectively, from an outside perspective, they did everything by the books. They were absolutely attentive, physically, emotionally, financially, every sort of facet of a child's upbringing. It is impossible to raise a child that does not have some kind of trauma. And yes, there's different degrees of severity, for sure, in different childhoods, but I truly believe it's impossible to raise a child that doesn't have unresolved trauma. Now, what is trauma? Trauma is simply unresolved emotions. So what's traumatic to a child is not necessarily deemed as traumatic by an adult. You can experience something as a child that an adult wouldn't even blink twice at, but the child is feeling very traumatized at the time and they obviously do not have the capacity to regulate and process their emotions at such a young age. So it's all relative to how old the child is. Um, Something as simple as, you know, a five-year-old child uh, having some kind of bullying or mean comment on the playground at preschool or kindergarten, Uh, maybe their toy gets taken away, It can be something as small as that for a child to feel traumatized in some way and then internalize those emotions. So we must heal all parts of ourselves in order to be completely whole. And often what happens is it's... I see this with my clients a lot as well. When I'm working in their energetic field, so outside of the body, right? So you have a biofield around your body, an energetic field that goes out six feet on the left and the right. So six feet from your left side, six feet from your right side, and then creates kind of like a bubble around you, right? 
when I'm doing work in their auric field or biofield, whatever language you prefer, I can feel where these pockets of trauma are stored. Whether I'm using sound healing modalities, tuning forks, for example, or I'm doing Reiki, there are, it's almost like, the best way I can describe it is like a filing system or a filing cabinet. And all of that memory from when you were a child all the way up, well, actually, sorry, from when you were a baby all the way up to adulthood is stored in that biofield. And I'm not even getting into the essence of your chakras either. Um, but what happens is the shadow parts of us in the human energy field, they cause these, I guess, like tears or rips in the aura um, that when you have multiple rips or tears or kind of blocks, energetic blocks, that weakens your overall energetic vibration, right? So in order to actually strengthen your aura or strengthen your auric field, the easiest way to do this is to actually do shadow work, inner child work, and energy healing. And I know I get that question a lot in terms of how you can strengthen your aura and People often don't like the answer because shadow work is not the most fun. Um, but that's the easiest way to know if you have trauma is to actually look out into your field. So just to kind of clarify that again, with your auric field, the further away you are from the body, the earlier the memory, right? So the very, very edge of your auric field is responsible for your birth. Um, well, essentially pre-birth, some past life energy as well. Birth, then when you're a child, teenage, so on and so forth, and then it gets closer and closer and closer to your body. The closer you are to your body, the more recent the trauma or um, emotion is. So when you're doing inner child work, sometimes what can come through is memories or traumas from that very, very far edge of your aura. Um, and it's quite interesting. I can, I can only really describe it from my perspective. I've been on the receiving end of these treatments and also obviously giving the treatments as well. Um, but the main reason as to why this happens to us is our consciousness has the ability to split. So the best way that I can describe this is we have the ability to fragment and 
I guess, kind of split two aspects of ourselves in half. So just like if you were to have a stream of water going down and a rock was in the middle of the stream, the water would split on the left and the right side of the rock, right? That's kind of like the same visual as how your consciousness has the ability to split. However, what happens is one part of that split becomes the dominant part and the other part of the split gets suppressed or repressed, right? So this generally happens during like the socialization period of childhood when we learn what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what's okay, what's not okay, what's uh, what gets attention, what doesn't get attention, right? So the easiest example of this is if somebody and I'm sure everyone knows somebody who has this friend or knows of someone who is like this. I certainly do. But that one friend who for the life of them cannot speak with their inside voice. I think I know, I think you know what I mean. When there is somebody who always shouts or always speaks really loudly, like their ability to shift their voice in accordance to the environment around them doesn't happen. And what I can guarantee is that there is a part of them that split off in a very young age. One part was the loud part, one part was the quiet part, and the loud part was the dominant one. The quiet one was the suppressed one, right? And why is that the case? Because they clearly were not heard as a child. So that loud part had to come in because that's the part that got attention. That's the part that uh, received the most love because it worked more effectively than being quiet. So that becomes part of your personality, becomes part of your identity. Um, Everyone knows you as the that the loud friend, right? So again, it's all relative, but in order to be loved, we choose our characteristics. So these also bleed into our beliefs about ourselves. So up until about eight years old, we are forming beliefs about ourselves, about the world, about our environment, about our relationships, and all of these will serve us to keep us safe, to navigate our world or navigate the world around us, right? So, This can often come up in intimate relationships or different relationships of sorts where we finally see aspects of ourselves that we've never really seen before 
because the other person is mirroring these aspects of us within us back to us right so intimacy i remember my therapist once broke this down where she said to me intimacy is into me see so into me see is intimacy uh so seeing into yourself in other words and that is exactly what relationships teach us in this lifetime and you will continue to experience the same people and the same relationships until you heal the aspects of yourself within your inner child and your shadow that are kind of running the show right so all of us are having relationships majority of the time with our inner child running that relationship and we are completely unaware of the fact that is what's happening um a really really common uh example of this is when you live with somebody or share a living space with an intimate partner and you both have different ideas of what exactly a living space should be like, how it should be maintained, cleaned, um, so on and so forth. So you may um, put a cup in the sink or do your dishes at a later time than when you decided to cook that meal and somebody else Um, obviously the partner that you're with that relationship may come into the kitchen and take it extremely personally it's obviously not about the dishes at the time it's about them feeling as though or their inner child rather feeling as though they are not taken into consideration they feel unseen unheard so on and so forth um And this took me a long time to learn, but if something is, well, actually, I'm going to quote Whitney Cummings on this. I don't know if she quoted somebody else, but Whitney Cummings has a really great quote about this. If it's hysterical, it's historical. So if somebody's reaction to a dish in the sink is over the top, dramatic, uh, a little bit too much for what's happening at the time that is not what's actually happening they are experiencing that current experience from their inner child's perspective so when you find yourself in instances like that where maybe you're the one that reacts emotionally or triggered by those dishes in the sink what is driving that wound what is the root of that reaction what's the wounding that you're acting out of right um an inner child in its essence is everything it's not just wounding it's not just the negative shadow side it's how we play it's how we are creative it's our interests how many of you think back to when you were a child and you had so many like 
interests and hobbies and like things that really excited you and like lit you up that you no longer do as an adult because maybe you kind of became more I guess rigid or you decided that that was not something that was worth your time because you could make money Um, there's so many reasons why we stop doing these things but I personally remember when I was a child I would paint all the time I would do arts and crafts all the time I was very creative very um, unapologetically weird and just would be myself my authentic self so I really encourage you and invite you to start, if you haven't already, becoming aware of the behaviors that you don't let yourself to do. So maybe there's a part of you that's like, I really just want to take a dance class, but there's a voice that's saying, well, you don't know how to dance well, you know, that's going to be three hours of your time. We're going to be in traffic for an hour. We're going to get there. It costs money. And, you know, the next thing you know, you're not signing up for the dance class because the adult in you is trying to justify not doing it. Where, as if you were a child, you may have been always doing dance classes. I mean, how dance classes... How many people did ballet as a child? I know growing up in Australia, every single girl did ballet. I certainly did. I don't think I was very good at it, but I loved it, right? And that's what matters. It doesn't doesn't matter if you are... Like, who cares if you're not going to become the most brilliant ballet dancer to ever live. I think so many of us don't even start because we're afraid that it's not going to be good on our first try. Whereas when you are um, embracing your inner child, when you're allowing your inner child to live its authentic self, you care a little less about how good you are at things and just focus more a little bit on well I'm really enjoying this dance class or I'm really enjoying this arts and crafts or whatever it may be right so before I get carried away on that tangent I want to talk a little bit about how you can connect with your inner child um there's a lot of different ways that you can do it um and one thing to remember before you actually start to explore your inner child depending on your childhood this inner child or inner children right there's different parts of your inner child but they may not trust you to begin with uh depending on how much you have repressed and denied their existence for so long it may take a minute or two for them to kind of warm up to you and 
feel safe to kind of come out of their shell, right? So the easiest way that you can connect to your inner child is for either you to write a letter to them so you can quite literally get your diary out and write dear inner child and then your name or dear baby name so just say your name's Jessica you write dear baby Jessica and then you write whatever comes to mind Um, don't overthink it whatever comes to you is meant to come out the second way that you can connect with your inner child is for your inner child to actually write you back write you a letter back and this is again not something that i have invented by any means this is a very well-known therapy tool that people speak about Um, however i'm going to bring whitney cummings back into this because i remember i've never forgotten this i read her book um maybe five years ago now and her in her book she talks about inner child work and she said you know she was so skeptical doing this inner child work she's like it's just not something that she was um feeling confident in But there was one day where she felt as though she was out of ideas. She could not self-soothe anymore with the techniques that were serving her for so long, which may not have been the healthiest self-soothing techniques, of course. But she decided to write a question on the top of the page in her journal with her right hand, right? And I think this was in relation to her trying to overcome her eating disorder, but she writes in her book that she wrote the question with her right hand, and then what you're meant to do if you want to switch to your inner child is to switch the pen or the pencil to your non-dominant hand, so in this case, her left hand, and to write the answer with her left hand. And she said that she wrote the question, what did she want to eat? And then her inner child responded with a snack that her parents used to make her when she was a child. I I don't remember what the snack was, but it was something that she had not thought of for years and years and years and completely had forgotten about was even something that she used to enjoy as a child and so that really stuck with me about uh, the power of inner child work but um, coming back to what I was saying before is you can write your inner child a letter so oh sorry your inner child can write you back from when you wrote them okay so you can do this with your non-dominant hand like Whitney Cummings did you don't have to do that some people prefer not to it doesn't really matter if it's illegible Um, but essentially what you're doing is channeling that part of yourself so you want to kind of close your eyes and get quiet for a little bit and try and envision what that child is like that you are channeling so 
a sudden age might come up you might decide that you're going to channel the seven year old self or you might come up with your three-year-old self it really depends on what is you know happening within your subconscious at the time um and then you're just going to write the letter to your adult self now and let flow whatever comes out so you are really channeling embodying that essence of that inner child and you want to make sure that you're validating the experience that that inner child um, experienced so it's not enough to just write this out you have to really create resolution for that child so allowing for you as the adult to come in and validate how they're feeling reassure them that they are safe now that you are the parent now that you are in charge of taking care of them um, and strengthening that bond between the two of you another really great suggestion that I've done myself if you're having trouble in channeling or embodying the inner child is to find a photo of yourself from when you were young so I have an album on my phone um, all of baby pictures of myself from different ages and I know that sounds really bizarre but whenever I'm having trouble with trying to be my own support and my own inner parent or my own inner cheerleader or whatever you want to call it, I reference this album and I just ask myself, what does she need, right? What does she need the most? What is the most beneficial for her? Um, and you really start to strengthen that connection between the two. But if you need a bit of a sort of visual inspiration in order for you to write a letter to or from your inner child, that's a really great um, tip or suggestion to do so. So I'm out of time now. I was going to answer some questions from you guys that you asked on my Instagram, but I will probably do that um, either on my Instagram or next week in next week's episode so stay tuned for that and I just want to say thank you again so much for the support. I'm going to be launching video podcast very very soon. I'm working on that to try and get that launched within the next week or two so keep an eye out for the only alchemy podcast video i'm going to be uploading the video footage to youtube so that you can watch it on youtube on my youtube channel and also if you have any questions for next week's episode or suggestions of topics please don't hesitate to reach out all of the links are in the description below to my social media so you can always drop me a comment there And I just wish you guys the best, best, best rest of your week. Funkit Wellness. This is such a cool brand, you guys. This is all about seed cycling and balancing your hormones. Now, if you know me, you know I love to talk about hormones, my PCOS journey, and how important it is to make sure your hormones are balanced as a woman. 
So I've been on these products now for two months. They are a seed cycling brand. Now, if you haven't heard of seed cycling, it is using seeds from the earth, natural seeds ground up into a powder and you alternate between different seeds for different times of the month. Um, they also make a maca powder, which is awesome for your libido. I'm taking it at the moment, and I tell you, my husband has never been happier. Um, so, <laughs> if you guys are interested in trying this brand, it's got a discount code I put in my description. The discount code is BEC, B-E-C, 15 for 15% off. I highly recommend trying them. Let me know how you go if you do end up trying it out. Um, they're a small business. They are amazing and sweet, and the packaging is just super cute. So 15% off, BEC, 15.